0: This episode of the SDSU podcast is sponsored by Mars Energy Cream, the first ever topical energy delivery product. Think energy drink, but it's a lotion. It contains a proprietary blend of natural ingredients, including caffeine, taurine, and B vitamins to provide an energizing boost. And unlike traditional energy drinks and gels, Mars Energy Cream is sugar-free, contains no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. If you want to try it out, Go to MarsEnergyDrinkCream.com and use the code ANDRE, spelled A-N-D-R-E, at checkout to receive 15% off a purchase of a 50ml tube. Listening to the SDSU podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of the SDSU podcast. I am your host, Andre Hagverdian. We'll be joined shortly by my co-host Paul Garrison and a few others. Um, this is an interview with another newcomer to San Diego State basketball, Jay Powell who's a transfer from Campbell in the Big South. Powell had played in prior teams as well, Jacksonville State and junior college before making it to Campbell. And now in his final season in college basketball is at San Diego State, hoping to help the Aztecs get back to not just the NCAA tournament, but hopefully to the final four in the national championship game. This is the last you'll hear my voice for the rest of the episode. I was... In Maui, uh, beginning my vacation prior to heading to Honolulu to cover the San Diego State football game. So I did not participate in the interview with Jay Powell. Uh, Paul led the way there with a uh, trone. And uh, you'll hear a third voice on there uh, that you have not heard previously on this podcast. Uh, his name is Chris Spearing. Chris has been an EVT writer for a uh, number of sports outside of San Diego State. Uh, he's been covering the loyal in soccer. Uh, I believe he has done some wave uh stuff and he will be helping contribute to San Diego State basketball as this season gets going. You know, uh after the PAL interview, uh the three of them uh will give their takeaways and you'll hear Chris talk about some of his background and uh how he you know it's connected to San Diego State athletics as, as a San Diegan. Uh so I think you guys will enjoy and uh look forward to Chris's coverage uh, of basketball and maybe football and maybe some other San Diego State sports uh, as those seasons begin as well. So, yeah, let's get to the J-PAL interview. The three of them will then uh, give some of their takeaways uh, before we close it out. So I uh, hope you enjoy it.
1: I want to welcome everybody to the SDSU podcast. I'm really excited for our guest today, Jay Powell. Transfer to San Diego State basketball is kind enough to join us. Jay, how you doing today?
2: I've been doing good. Just been taking a day out of time. We got the day off today, so just been resting and you know, doing a little bit of rehab.
1: Absolutely, man. Um, today is a big day for the Aztecs. Kind of date a little bit the uh, podcast, but. The Aztecs were named the preseason favorites by the coaches that was announced this morning. Um, you know, it's not surprising, given that this is the national runners-up from a year ago. But how do you um, think the team is handling the high expectations?
2: We're getting out there every day, you know. Uh, we know we're, that we're held to a very high center coming off of last year. And just that deep run in the tournament. So, you know, we have an expectation to live, to. Not not for just the fans, but just for ourselves, and uh, we're ready to take up the challenge.
1: The coach has also um, named Lamont Butler to their All-Conference team. Um, in the time that you've been at State, what have you seen from Lamont, um, and what could you tell us about his game?
2: Yeah, he's just a great person on and off the court. You know, like he's just the definition of a leader. Um, he's always pushing guys. A lot of guys follow follow his lead, and uh, uh, he has very good respect for me. Uh, for the time that I've known since I've been down here.
3: Reese Waters beat you out for Newcomer of the Year. How would you describe what Reese can do on the court?
2: Uh, he, could, he could do a little bit of everything. Uh, he's a great scorer, has great pace, uh, good IQ. That's, that's my teammate, man. We're going to be doing a war together this whole year. So, yeah, happy to see that he has got that. got the Newcomer of the Year. For the preseason.
3: Your your full legal name, and I apologize because I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, but it's it's Jacrol D. Powell. But you just go by J. Hey, hey, can you... Yeah, that was that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. <laughs> can Can you tell us a little bit about your your ethnic background?
2: My parents are from South Sudan. They were uh, born and raised there. And uh, they came to the state in 1994. This, this has been showing me around that culture because I haven't really been around it because I was born in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. So, yeah, like my mom, really, she just, like while she was raising me and just while I was growing, she just taught me a lot of new things that, that I'm very fortunate to be in this uh, position to get school paid for uh, being on scholarships. You know, just taking some of that, some of that pressure off my mom from uh, all the stuff going back home.
4: So, Jay, um, take us through your decision to enter the transfer transfer portal and your commitment to San Diego State. Were there any other schools you were considering, and what was the deciding factor for the Aztecs?
2: Just the culture and the people. I really didn't have any other schools I was really looking into. The student Diego state uh called me i was i was interested in the jump. i knew there were good people good coaches they welcomed me with a welcome one and i took the decision to come here
4: now as you've as you're well aware san Diego state has the mantra to where if you don't play defense you weren't going to play now you are six foot nine you recorded 48 blocks last year and averaged seven rebounds a game at your size do you kind of have that understanding that the Aztecs play defense and that you can fit into that role?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, definitely. Um, It was the easy guess for me because that's something I take pride in just about myself. Uh, I take pride in the defense. So it was nothing new that I was hearing, really. Uh, I kind of liked what I was hearing, uh, that they take pride in their defense here. So, yeah, like, I'm up, I'm up for the talent. I like playing defense.
1: What have you seen as far as your fit, um, in practices so far?
2: Uh, just trying to figure out my role, trying to see how, uh, guys play here where guys are comfortable at trying to, trying to find my comfort zone, new plays, you know, just new energy, new personalities, you know, just trying to fit in there.
1: When you first committed to SCFU, man, I, I had a phone call uh, with your high school coach, Eric Burns, and, uh, he he basically said that in high school, his description of you um was that you were, you know, just kind of another student at Omaha Central. And he said that, you know, at that time no one was really thinking of you in terms of, you know, being a D one player. Why why did you continue to to pursue basketball um as much as you did?
2: I just loved it. It was it was the love within, you know, um in high school I was kind of like uh underrated, if that's what you want to call it. But I knew that if I put the work in every day, um, that everything was going to come together and I would get the opportunity like I do now. Every day I'm blessed for it.
1: Hmm. I mean, so I actually find this part of your story to be incredibly compelling. I mean, you were that confident in your ability as a high schooler um, that you saw the success that you would eventually have down the road?
2: Yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just always something I, I knew that would come. Of course, of course it would be days where it'd be like, you know, where you're getting, where you're not as patient as the, the day before, but like, I would just stay with it and um, put my trust in God and just focusing and staying on that right path. And yeah, it's, it's been doing well for me.
1: Yeah, um, well well is an understatement. Omaha Central, like um, you said, you're an underrated player there. Um, you spent a year in Atlanta. You play half year JC, um two years Jacksonville State. And then, you know, last year you, you become a star for I think is the greatest mascot, Aztecs, I apologize, but the fighting camel. Um and <laughs> each step along the way, man, your game has grown. Um, how do you explain your ability to to make great leaps seemingly every year?
2: Just learning every day. Like I'm just I'm just learning every day. I'm soaking everything in. I'm never and everything, and I got everything, and I just know it all. There's always stuff that I'm trying to learn and um, get better at. And you know, just just me having that thought process and that mindset I just I just got me
3: to this point. Jay, lots of people talk about how they're gonna put in the work and the improvement that they want to have happen, but not everybody actually gets it. And you've gone on this journey. Is there anything you've discovered about yourself through the process of going from omaha to now at san diego state that makes you you know that that helped you to succeed
2: just always looking forward um looking at where i came from i always look back and be like okay i got out of this position i put myself in this position so it's like like anything i go through like i know i can get out of it and make something of it at the end of the day, so you know, just, like, not being too, too satisfied, but, like, just knowing that there's better coming in the future is what just kept me kept me on point, I feel like, and not really listening too much to the outside.
3: Have there ever been times where you thought about moving on from basketball and doing something else? And if if there were those times, what allowed you, like, to stay focused and keep fighting and keep progressing?
2: I don't think there was ever a time where I was going to give up basketball. But um, have there been times where it's been, like, where it was hard at? Yeah, for sure. And I've been having, I'm thankful to have, like, mentors around me who've been watching me grow up before I played basketball, who gave them good guidance and just, just made sure I kept my faith and, and know that that this is my
4: purpose. Not, and, and the ball's just not going to stop. stop now. Jay, I believe it was your junior year at Jacksonville State when you had the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. I believe it was the 15th seeding, it's the number two seed Auburn. What can what do you remember about that experience and your hopes to getting back there um this season?
2: Um just the uh, just I seen I've seen the work that we put in to get to that point. Uh it was it was a whole different experience, uh making it to the tournament, uh coming from Jacksonville State. And it made me, it, it kind of gave me like a, a feeling that I want to be back th- back there again. Hopefully I get the chance to do that with these guys here at San Diego State.
4: And the last question from me, what is the biggest thing you want to improve on and for your time here at San Diego State?
2: Biggest thing I want to improve on? There's many things I want to improve on. Uh, you talking about like like, as an individual, like just me.
4: Like physically, or uh, it like could be. It could be. Yeah, it could be you individually or with the basketball team.
2: I want to be able to like be more vocal on on the floor. As far as like physically, of course, I want to get better every day and everything I need to do. Um, there's always room for that. But the biggest thing I want to get better on is just being more vocal, being more of a leader, knowing that I'm one of the uh, older guys in the group, and just using that for my advantage to be a better to, to help the team.
1: How do, you, how do you balance the idea? You just said you were the older guy, um, but you're also one of the newer guys. How has that there been a tension between those things, or have you found your teammates very receptive to your leadership?
2: Uh, they're very, very receptive. Uh, I mean, like I said in the beginning, uh, like they're all good people. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as I got down here, they welcomed me with um, welcome you on, and I, I felt like here was home. As soon as I got down here and talked to some of my teammates. And that's why I made a move to come to San Diego State.
1: For people who haven't seen your you. game, how would you how would you describe
2: it? Just real versatile, like I kinda like to say like a do-it-all type. I feel like I could play every position on the floor because of my height. But then I have a different skill set that guys my size don't have really.
1: How would you describe the skill sets? Like what what are some of those things that you're able to do that? kind of separates
2: you, like you said, from guys your height? Just dribble, pass, and shoot. I'll probably probably feel like my IQ is at a higher level, getting guys going, getting myself going. Also on the defensive side, you know, just using my length. Um, My length uh, is a big presence for me on the defensive side of there, getting blocks and rebounds, and uh, pushing the ball when I get a rebound um, to cause mixed matches. And I feel like that's what, what makes a difference to my game.
1: Um, last basketball related question. Um, San Diego State obviously has had and a lot of success with transfers. Has the, you know, Darion or Micah, Jaden, um, have they given you any advice on, on how you can, you know, fully acclimate to the team um as quickly as possible?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like I've been getting I've been getting different advice from uh all types of different advice from all the guys um you know darion coming here Mark coming here you know it's been a lot of transfers coming here so like they kind of been like letting me know what's going on what i needed to get better at um what i need to focus on what the plan is here you know and kind of just letting me know get familiar with the guys here and that's really about it
1: great um, got some rapid fire, non-basketball uh, related questions, just some questions that have let um, Aztec Nation get to know you a little bit better. Um, what's your favorite food?
2: My favorite food is
1: pasta. And is there any, any particular type of pasta?
2: Chicken alfredo.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: nice. Um, you have a favorite movie or TV show?
2: Uh, my favorite favorite movie is Scarface. Okay. I got, lot, I got a lot of favorite movies, but I say Scarface is my favorite movie.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. I, I like when they old when when these young guys say older ones, man, older movies that I know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who's your favorite musical artist?
2: My favorite musical artist, and it doesn't matter the genre. Like.
1: Nope, not at all. I say Future. Okay, there, there's we we talked with uh, Elijah Saunders um, a couple of weeks ago, and and he said that um, you know he handled a lot of the music DJ duties, you know, on his phone, being able to play things in the clubhouse, etc. Um yeah. yeah. Do do you uh, do you anticipate trying to take that promo?
2: I I trust him. I trust him with the eyes over myself, you know. <laughs> uh, he he got some good music. I'll say that.
1: That's okay. great. Um, when you are not uh, improving at basketball and, and focusing on that, what what are some of your hobbies, things that you enjoy um, outside the court?
2: You no, know, going to the beach now. Cause like, I like going to the beach. I like playing the games a little bit, you know, just doing little hikes, taking little trails, little stuff like that.
1: That's awesome. What what uh what spots have you discovered in San Diego? Um in your your short time here so far?
2: Um I've been to I've been to a lot of spots. Okay, I've been to Mission, Beach, been to Mission Beach. Uh been to San Diego Zoo. the Wonder Museum. Hmm. Um, what else have I been to? I've been to some spots downtown. And from from different restaurants I never heard of before, <laughs> but they all been they've all been very interesting and uh, excited.
1: Very cool, man. Um, and then you were mentioning being on a scholarship and the gratitude you have for that. Um, what is your major? What do you what are you studying at state?
2: Uh, counseling.
1: Very cool. What kind of counseling?
2: Kind of just like all areas of it what's my like, psychology of the brain and how how the human brain works, you know, from different perspectives.
1: Yeah, man, I think all of such is re- really, really fascinating. Um, Jay, thank you for your time. Uh, really, really appreciate you on your off day being able to spend a little time with us and help us get to know you a little bit. Um, really appreciate it.
2: Appreciate you for having me. Thank you.
0: episode of the sdsu podcast is sponsored by mars energy cream the first ever topical energy delivery product think energy drink but it's a lotion it contains a proprietary blend of natural ingredients including caffeine taurine and b vitamins to provide an energizing boost and unlike traditional energy drinks and gels mars energy cream is sugar-free contains no artificial flavors colors or preservatives if you want to try it out Go to MarsEnergyDrinkCream.com and use the code Andre, spelled A-N-D-R-E at checkout to receive fifteen percent off a purchase of a fifty milliliter tube.
1: Well, first of all, I mean, starting off, we uh, a little bit of announcement. Chris uh, Spearing is joining us in in the podcast. Andre, poor guy, he is with the football team, suffering away in Hawaii. And uh-huh. I know, I know, I know, I know. But Chris is going to be um, covering San Diego State basketball for these Village Times, um, along with Trone and Andre and I. Um, Chris is going to be, you know, the 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 person most responsible, kind of more that beat writer role. So, uh, Chris, welcome to the team, man. We're really excited that, that you. you're uh, going to be here for this uh, season after they went to the national championship game.
4: Yeah, it's uh, I yeah, it's going to be an extremely extremely fun season. I appreciate you, you know, hollering at me, asking me to, you know, help contribute and whatnot. And, and so I'm excited. I've been following San Diego State basketball since I was, since I was little, since before even Kawhi joined the team. So it's been, it's been a fun run watching them for the last, you know, 15 years or so. I've been following with the football program most of my life too. In fact, I actually played football growing up. So played a little bit in college as well. Um, so my quarterback in high school was Christian Chapman. So he, you know, one of the most, one of the winningest, winningest quarterbacks in SDSU history. So he's one of my closest friends. So I've, I've been a part of Aztecs nation, you know, for a long time, despite not really working working with them. But I'm excited to, uh, to get the ball rolling here.
1: No, we're excited too. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet thing because Chris is uh, available. Uh, because the loyal, um, are, are shuttering their doors, but he has covered the loyal for sadly. a long time. Yeah, completely sadly. Um, so we're, we're, uh, I guess the loyal's loss is, uh, our gain and we'll, uh, we're excited for what they're going to bring, but, um, let's, uh, yeah, dude, let's, let's jump our attention man with, with Jay Powell extended interview. I think one of the first that, that, that we've been able to hear from him, um, what Tron uh, start us off, man, what is just your initial thoughts of, of what you heard from him?
3: I think he's going to be a good addition to the, to the team. You know, I liked, I the biggest thing that I had was when, when I asked him about Reese waters getting newcomer of the year, mm-hmm. um, because I just, I really appreciated that he did seem genuinely happy for Reese. Yeah. I'm also sure there is a part of him that would have like, liked to have been the newcomer of the year. Also, like he's a competitor. How could it not be? Right. Um, but that, It doesn't take away from like the genuine joy. I think that, that it seemed he felt for his teammate. Good call. And, and, you know, I I think the other part
1: of it that I'm, I, I, the part of his story that I am the most intrigued by, you you talk to athletes and they can always kind of parrot back to you, the things that they're supposed to say, you know, growth mindset, I'm always going to be working. I'm never out of the gym can't be satisfied and all that stuff right but and they should I mean that's that's the message they're trying to believe that they're trying to do that that's what they should be doing but you don't always see continual growth despite them being able to say that that's what they're doing you know just being ignorant about Jay Powell and his process when I was talking with his high school coach you know right when he right when Jay committed I, I was thinking that I mean this is a this is a six nine. Guard, a six-nine position list. He says he can play every position. You watch him, and you kind of believe him. And I'm thinking to myself, like something had to happen weird along the road. Like maybe academically, he wasn't ready. Maybe something that 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 explained the the odd non-traditional path that got him to San Diego State. And for his coach to be like, oh no, like he was just another. Kid on the campus, like nobody really, no one really thought of him along those times. And he, you know, and and Jay said that he was underrated. But you know, people were playing him at the five. They were playing him, you know, just because he was tall, etc. I was really, really excited about his ability to grow because if he does everything that he's done every year of his career at state, he
4: could win the newcomer of the year. For me personally, the the thing that uh, opened up to me was the fact that he was a junior college player. I actually played football in junior college for two years up at Saddleback, and so I know the process of being in that JC level. And it feels like you're kind of at rock bottom a little bit. You know, you're not on scholarship. You're you're you know you're you're asking for for money. You're kind of couch hopping sometimes, depending on situations. So there's a lot of roadblocks when you're when you're at a junior college. And he seemed to, you know, put that all aside. His his focus remained wanting to go D one. That was his goal. He wanted to play Division One. He knew he could do it. But just hearing that he excelled during his time in junior college and was able to transfer out to Jacksonville State and you know, go get to the to the natty, not to the natty, apologise, to the NCAA tournament, you know, to the Marsh Madness tournament that everybody dreams of getting to. And so he, he has that experience now. And when he, he's going to bring that over to the Aztecs and, uh, and that's, that's going to be huge.
1: You know, it's awesome. You made the mistake of calling the NCAA tournament, the national title game. <laughs> and that, and that's a mistake that fits the Aztecs now. Like we all know, right. like, Oh, he, Oh, of course he was thinking about that. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, there is that whole national title thing. Um, mm-hmm. John, tell, tell me about his fit, man. Where where, where do you see? I mean, because we've only had, I mean, we've we've discussed this every single time we've had these conversations. This team is so unknown, right? Um, Where just you know, in your thinking, well, where could a player um like how Jay was describing himself? Where do you think he fits uh, with the Aztecs?
3: I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and he mentioned it in the interview, right? His versatility is, is a big time boon before, before recording, we, we mentioned briefly, like kind of comparing him to Jalen McDaniels a little bit in mm-hmm. a sense of he's a tall skinny dude, but he has a lot of skills to him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Pope was kind of similar in that way. Also, from what I saw in the games that he played at Campbell, I've been envisioning him playing like the power forward role um, because the skills that I saw when I watched were that he's a really good weak side shot blocker, right which is a little bit different than like what Nathan Mensa would do where he can take guys straight up. Pal is rotating from the side that the ball of the court or that from the side of the court that the ball isn't on to get that block. Um, so he was really good at that. The other thing I thought he was really good at was uh ghost cuts which is like a back cut, but with the specific caveat of your defender isn't looking at you anymore. So they, they take their eyes off you for a second and they can't see you anymore. And you cut behind them. And then when they look back to where you were, you're gone. You're like a ghost. Um, he was really good at that at Campbell. And that's something that would be super effective from the corner where the Aztecs often like to play those power forward guys, right? We saw it a lot with, with Matt Mitchell a couple of years ago and even Kashad Johnson. When they weren't doing the, the two post-Duckins, there was a lot of Kashad Johnson in the corner. Um, so that, that's just based off of what they've done in the past. That's where I thought he would work the best, but he does have the versatility to to not be pigeoned into that position or that role. Like he can do a lot of different things. It's It's the only question with him is going to be, how quickly does he adjust to this increased level of competition that that's going to be the only thing and if he keeps improving the way you've been saying it'll happen at some point it's just a matter of when
0: i
1: think it's a great point and i i agree with it i i think the i think the the, the question that i have for this team is not so much um who are going to be the um I guess, kind of the main pieces. The question that I have is, how is everyone going to fit around them? You know, like I fully expect Jaden Ladee and Lamont Butler to be the people who have the ball in their hands towards the end of the shot clock. Um, Darian Tremel in there um, as well. Um, But the the thing that I'm curious about is, you know, um, where does like those hustle plays where does the extra rebounding come from where where are those like rotations in in terms of being able to you know cover people off ball being able to to play with just um i guess that instinct and i i love the idea of of you know what jay was talking about as as far as being that player so if they decide to you know go small um and you know he's a 69 190 guy um playing before like he can totally do that and you could you could see a lot of um you could see a lot of things going if they choose to like kind of go long um he could be part of a group where you just have tremendous length on the court um you know, you you, you would wonder with, 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 with stuff like that, would they flirt with, you know, zones and stuff like that? And, um, you know, we're going to get a great opportunity to talk to Dave Velasquez next week. Um, but just to be able to ask him kind of those questions, and what are they thinking defensively? And then, you know, if they decide to go big and and you have um, Ladi at the four, you know, he, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can get out on the wing. And you know, suddenly you're facing a front line that is... You know, the worry of the Aztecs not being able to be big enough without Mensa and suddenly they're huge. Um, And then, you know, like I love the idea that you said about shot blocking, Um, you know, that weak side shot blocker, um, even even more so sometimes than than the center can really erase baskets because they're they're just not in their field of view and it's almost the opposite of you know the ghost screens that you were talking about but on defense it's like the screen to be able to get into the play and you're just not you're like where did this guy come from um and you know Jalen mcgane was a perfect person for that um chris with what you've seen you know from the aztecs um with all of the athletes that they have coming in this year do you anticipate that that offensively they they might be able to to run with greater speed um because you know jay was talking about being able to to when he gets a rebound to be the person himself who pushes the ball as opposed to always having to find a guard I believe so
4: I believe so he yeah he said it best that he he feels like he has a skill set and he also believes that some of the his teammates have the skill set that can do it too and that's the beauty of talking about this now and you know this discussion of who who brian is going to throw out there he has so many mismatches um and potential potential you know two position players you know like jay can play the four or the five potentially the three like you said it just depends on who else is on on the court as well but i feel that if if jay is on there even the d2 he can push the ball up a lot of people a lot of the players are comfortable with the ball on their hand and so, yes, I I do think that they can play with a little bit more pace. You could you could see, um, you know, it, it kind of they can backfire on you, you know, a little bit if they don't get that defensive rebound and and someone kind of cheats up court. But I I do think that you're gonna you're gonna see it early in the year that they're gonna try and, and try and push that pace because they they know what they can bring to the table defensively, and you know the the more points scored early in the game are is going to be a huge huge plus one for them.
1: Um, the last thing that I have, and I'll just see you guys jump in with any other additional thoughts that that you have. Um I, I find, you know, a, a big question that I that's still interesting to me, um, and we we've heard from um you know, Elijah Saunders, we heard from it all last year was how close of a knit team that they were um a year ago, how much they enjoyed being with each other um off the court. You know, I remembered um when Lamont Butler uh he got the uh the, his quesadilla he got his quesadilla um over at el pollo grill in east lake and they were his mural and they were putting it up you know i covered that event and i was talking with lamont and he and i asked him you know hey you know the, all these guys are here for you you know they're here to support you you know um and they also i think got a free meal so that was good um but he said you know what? I asked him, you know, why is this important that they're here? And he said, you know, so many of of last year, we were always together. And it's really important that we can kind of replicate that this year. And so from what you guys heard from Jay, in terms of um, his ideas of being a leader, because he's one of the older guys um, with a team that has a leadership void, at least on paper. um, And also how receptive and then how much like, right away, how welcoming they were and what it speaks to, you know, what the coaching staff and, and what that culture is at San Diego state.
3: It definitely speaks well to the culture. I mean, is, is the, the short answer Um, he, you know, he talked about how everybody's kind of accepting him and, and, and bringing him in. Um, I think it is very telling when he can be a new guy, but also be a leader. Like there's just, there's an instant, respect for the new guys um which also speaks to the trust in the coaches like the players know if the coaches bring somebody in this is another dog right on top of just you know i'm sure that gets added as they see jay in in the workouts and in the practices and stuff too so it's it's definitely a culture thing it definitely speaks well and it's it's the difference between a team and and a program at, at the college sports level right at the college basketball level is is having this stuff that's just kind of built in and just assumed. And it's, 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 uh, I'm trying to think of the analogy, but they're just, they're going to give this as a default until you give them a reason not to. And normally it's the other way around, right? Normally it's like, you have to earn respect. Like you're here, you get the respect because by being here, you've already earned it until you, you lose it doing something else. So, um, I think it, it, it bodes very well for this year as a team, as well as just the program as a whole.
4: Yeah, and to go off that, you know, San Diego State has, you know, they are known and have had a lot of success with with transfers coming to the program and doing well right off the bat. So with guys like Jay seeing and and you know you brought this up earlier, um, Paul, when he had all those former transfers talk to him and give him that guidance when he came in, it kind of just shows that the, that the players are they're they are um, you know they're they're ready for the moment they coach dutcher um has built this program you know he hasn't built this program but he he has maintained this program to this certain level of expectation and now that they you know they're coming off this this championship run and so they they are one of the premier teams in in all college basketball and i feel like a lot of these players know that and so you know going through that whole process that whole month process of being in that tournament These, they were just, they were more than a team. They became like a family. They're with each other every single day, all day long. And so they know, they kind of know what it takes to, to have, you know, different guys come in and whatnot. And so right now, when, you know, before this season even starts, it's nice to know that this team still does have some of those transfers from last year on the team. And you know, they can bring in, you know, with Reese and with uh, with Jay, I think that the program has proven itself that they, you know, they know how to get this stuff this get this done right. That makes sense.
1: No, I think so I, kinda went, I kinda went random there, but <laughs> no, I think it completely makes sense. And you know, I I um I think that this year in a lot of ways um is kind of a crossroads of years for the Aztecs and how that is. Uh, they lost a lot of people and they they graduated a lot of players and being able to like our our expectation is that whoever whatever team dutcher rolls out there at the beginning of the year they're going to be a lot better by the time they hit march because that's what's happened every year Um, and it goes back to, to coach fisher's time as well but that doesn't happen automatically and i think that you have to have like Special people who are able to pull that off. I think a big question when Matt Bradley, Jordan Shackle, people who had been, you know, at the beginning of Dutcher's tenure all the way through, were they able to continue that into the next group? And then of course, obviously, Adam Saiko was there with that with those guys, and then they were able to hand that off. Well, now all these guys that that Mitchell and Shackle and Saiko handed it off to, they also graduated, and so now you're sitting here and you're like, okay, well, who is that who is that Aztec who can bring that culture across? And you know this was this was a question that we've talked with Dutcher about multiple times. but you know, you bring in transfers and the the danger with bringing in so many transfers and they got a lot of them, that they're depending on this year, is that they don't fully know the culture. And I think Chris, to your point, um, because of the run that they had last year, I think there is uh, it, it you know, it was that seasoning that Micah and all those guys was able to, to have. But I think to hear what Jay is talking about. And I think in this whole process, Lamont Butler as just like a great person, leader should never, ever be underestimated from, you know, in his, his role in moving into um, that leadership place. But I think it's huge because I think that's, what's going to make the Aztecs good this year is their ability to be a lot better. At the end of the year than they are at the beginning and i think somebody like jay powell who you know when he says like never be content it's not a bumper sticker i mean this guy has had plenty of opportunities to pat himself on the back and be like look i've accomplished what nobody said i could and he didn't you know so i think that having a player like jay powell in the program i think is huge because i think it can it's infectious and he's the kind of person and the kind of like, like, we're going to grow. We're going to keep improving. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to, you know, and that grit, I think uh, Trun called him a dog earlier. Um, that grit that, that Aztec fans are used to seeing in their players. Like, I think you could hear it from Jay that like, he's gonna, he's gonna fight. He's going to understand where he came from. He's going to understand, you know, all the steps that he's been working for this opportunity. And so I just think it really, really bodes well. Um, and I, I guess that was the the last kind of thought that I had. But um, you know, closing it out, uh, is it fair, Tron Chris, to say that in people's estimations of this team that uh, people are maybe underestimating Jay Powell's impact on the Aztecs this year? They they might be
4: you know they might be doubting it now, but once they see him on the court and what he can do, I think they'll quickly uh, they'll quickly see what he's able to do and. He can be a leader on and off the court, it seems like, especially after talking today.
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I understand if they're coming from the point of view of he was playing in the Big South and the Big South is is not the Mountain West. I get that. That makes sense. But the things that he is best at, I think, are things that translate pretty well, regardless of level. Combine that with, with his attitude and his growth mindset. And I think for sure by the end of the year, he's going to be, he's going to be proving people wrong. I, you know what I loved? I loved that he said giving up on basketball was never even an option. It was never a thought that entered his head. Like that, that type of, of determination and, and stubbornness really like it it was never a matter of, you know, is this actually the right choice? for me. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to. Like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like if if it's not working and that was, that was never a thought that, that crossed his head. It was always, it's going to work. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but it's going to work. Yeah. That was really encouraging. And I think, you you know, you, you described his, like his approach as being infectious early. And I think that's, that's another thing. And that is going to show on the court and there's going to be a game or two where he comes out and has, like 20 points and nine rebounds or something everybody's gonna be like wow i really underestimated this guy well
4: except that they listen to our podcast what do you say chris he seems like a he seems like a perfect fit to me personally yeah, yeah. which is the way this, the team likes to play you know they are very aggressive on the defensive end they do not allow a single easy basket and if they do it's more than likely going to be on a fast break but you know, he he can be one of those guys that can stop that too. He can prevent those fast break points. He do a, he can do a lot of good.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think that's going to wrap us up. Um, Tron, Chris, great conversation. Um, I think everyone is pretty excited. Um, we're only a few weeks away. a Few weeks away. Yeah, yeah. we're going to be we're gonna, coming we're, up November, early November. That's it. We're going to be busy. <laughs> all right guys yeah absolutely just like i remind everybody uh please like subscribe share with a friend do all of those things helps to uh you know not just uh get our podcast out um but to you know highlight a great interview that that jay gave so thank you everybody for listening and uh, we hope that you are well and wherever you're at
0: You are listening to the SDSU Podcast presented by the East Village Times with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.